0: Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my Unlucky Lounge rats. Good to have you back here in the Unlucky Lounge for a brand new episode of Draft and Draft, Friday night podcast-ish. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of this, the Unlucky Lounge. Typically joining us is my bartender friend, Borak, but him and I just celebrated this week a little something we call Happy Geist of St. Traff's Day. Typically in the plane of Earth. You celebrate St. Paddy's Day. Well, here in the Blind Eternities, we do the Geist of St. Traf Day. And let's say that day gets quite spirited. So Borak is taking the day off as we are going to have another dual-casted episode, our audio-only episode combined with a YouTube video because we're going to open some Time Spiraled Remastered and get you ready for your sealed event weekend on Spelltable through, of course, Channel Fireball and the main Wizards page. I'm excited. Time Spiral means a lot to me. It's a very complicated (laughs) and a very dynamic set. And we're going to get into why it means a lot to me, what makes it so complicated and more. But first, a bit of housekeeping and upkeeping. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, BLEAV.com or wherever you download your audio goodness. Keep your midday blues away with Believe. And the show is here because of all of you, my friends, my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. So do me a kindness and find me on socials, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on TikTok. It's all Draft and Draft Corey. Also find my personal Instagram, Corey, Damone, Enriquez. And if this show is giving you some joy, take a second and think about helping us out on Patreon. Into the URL directly, put patreon.com backslash draft and draft a dollar per episode. You can set your limits, whatever it might be. It really truly helps keep us going here in the Unlucky Lounge. Because I don't know if you all know this, but magic is an expensive hobby and sometimes can be a little bit taxing on the wallet. And of course, while us keeping the Unlucky Lounge stocked up. So take a second, think about finding us on Patreon. Enjoy some of our benefits. Get your Friday night podcast early, that's right fridays come a day early and patrons get to listen to the show a day early also we're looking to roll out some cool things like patrons can join us for our friday night podcasts i mean the show itself was designed as a way of us bringing each other together and especially in a post 2020 world i want to find new ways of us being able to stay in touch and if that means my patrons get to join me for some friday night podcast recorded on air would love that In any case, thank you to all my current patrons. I couldn't do the show without you. That's enough of the housekeeping and the upkeeping. The Sorcerer's Broom is put back into the Conjurer's Closet, and it's time for us to crack open a sealed kit. Well, six packs in this situation, and see what kind of time-spiraled remastered deck that we can make. But before we do that, it's time for a tradition. Grab a drink, grab a snack, maybe even crack a pack. Friends, it's time for a tradition we like to call the untapped step. Cheers to all of you. And let's go ahead and see what kind of time spiral goodies we can open up here today on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the magic. Not only is it actual cardboard magic in a post 2020 world, but it's time spiraled remastered. This set is so exciting for me for many, many, many reasons. So first off, I first played my first game of Limited in the original Mirrodin set, but this was a time where I had no idea what was going on, and I go to an LGS, and everyone knows how to draft, and I have no clue, and end up with a horrible deck, but still love the experience, and it got me hooked enough to continue on to Limited. Took a break during Kamigawa, came back in Ravnica in my college years, and then when I found my random play group while walking through the quad in the dining area of the you know, one of those food courts that are in your university found my magic play group and I restarted and started to really learn things in Time Spiral Remastered. I have a lot of lessons learned from the original Time Spiral block. And hopefully some of those lessons are gonna come out here in this limited environment as we're gonna open these six packs and make our 40 card deck. The other thing that is super exciting that the internet is a buzz about, and that I talked about in previous FNP episodes, is that extra bonus sheet card, the old school border with the post eighth edition cards. So we're gonna see some really cool things. There is maybe some value to open up here, but just more exciting is to be able to play these cards again and, to really embrace the complicated nature of this set. Because friends, if you've never played this before, there are so many mechanics in Time Spot Remastered, it's mind boggling. And it's not even like you're drafting a suspend deck or like say, a, I guess like a rebel's deck is a good example of you can, build the deck but it's not like every card has to be a rebel card you can have like six or seven cards and still put together a pretty sweet black white rebels deck that take is also brought to you by the boys at limited resources but we'll dive into some of the lessons some of the things that are here and see what kind of things we can open up here in time spell remastered uh we want to make this uh video two here we made it a little bit late uh in particular because I wanted to have all my lucky lounge rats who are planning on playing on spell table uh, via discord uh, from channel fireball give some context and information behind it and uh, that means that the episode came out a little bit late because I had to get product and didn't really get it straight away at the top so uh, sorry that this episode is coming a little bit later but I wanted to make sure that the most up-to-date limited format for people uh, playing in, you know, the coming weekend or the week as it were, just like when I will release an early Friday morning episode when the new flashback limited set comes out on MTGA. It's the same theory here, so apologies for those uh, being a little bit, for me being a little bit late uh, to this episode, but here we go. Let's go and take a look at some cards. Sting Scorger, the 2-2 Echo, one red that uh, returns a creature to opponent controls to its hand. Red got bounce in uh planar chaos which is so strange but lovely and this can be a a really cool tempo card uh talarian sentinel generally a card that isn't too exciting it's a one three for three and a blue flying but it has a spell shaper ability which is discard a card and then return target permit you control to its owner's hand works really good with uh reality shaping it's an Vanishing Aura, this card combined with that allows you to cheat out the cost, which is three turns, it has Vanishing three. And then by being able to return that to your hand, you can make your opponent sacrifice permanence a little bit sooner than anticipated. So this card is really sweet. If we find the card that I'm talking about, we'll kind of elaborate on it a little bit further. A uh, spinneret sliver, yes, slivers are a thing in the set, centered primarily in Naya colors here in Time Spiral Remastered. And this is just a two, two for one to green. And it does give all slivers reach, this is old templating slivers where all slivers get the ability, but this is just a totally fine card to play. If you end up with just say like six or seven slivers, you can just kind of play them all and still get some really nice bonuses. So Gorgon Recluse. Now this is a card that's really cool with say Tolarian Sentinel, three black black for a two four with old school death touch. Whenever uh, the recluse blocks or becomes blocked by a non-black creature, you destroy it at the end of combat. It's not particularly death touch, but it's death ish but the key of this card is that it has black black madness so when this card gets discarded you can pay black black and then uh, you can cast it instead of putting it from uh, into the graveyard. So if this gets discarded by, say, the Tolarian Sentinel that we talked about before, you get some really nice value off of getting the effect of returning target permanent you control to its hand, and then also get a 2-4. Black-Red Madness is really sweet. Blue-Black as well. Not a lot of splashing outside. I mean, there is Terramorphic Expanse and Chromatic Star and a couple other artifact splashing things, but you know, the madness deck is something i like to see in this kind of set ooh another sweet green card here nantuko shaman so this is a unique Suspend card. A lot of Suspend cards are cheap on the Suspend cost, and then they come out and this creature gets haste, uh, Errant of Ephemeron being the largest of them, the 4-4 flyer that suspends for one to blue, otherwise it's a seven costing 4-4 flyer. But this is a different kind of Suspend card, so it's a 3-2. When it enters the battlefield, if you control no tap lands, you get to draw a card, but you Suspend it for one for a cost of two green-green. So you pay more on the Suspend, but when it enters, you get to draw a card. This is almost like a precursor to say the wizard from ZNR. So, you know, this is just a nice little cantrip creature. It still gets haste and you get some value. Oh man, what a sweet removal spell here in Ichor Slick. Uh, two and a black tar creature gets minus three, minus three. It's a sorcery, but the joke of this is you can cycle it with its ability uh, as you pay two to discard it and draw a card and then you can manace it. So for a total cost of six, you can have an instant speed, minus three, minus three, and draw a card. Pretty cool. Shade of Chokehair. There is a pioneered deck that kind of came out of Time Spiral Limited. Time Spiral Limited was kind of a, a big watershed moment in a lot of the old pro tour formats. And there was a mono white deck, and this is one of the cards that did it. This alongside Ivory Giant. We'll get there when we open that card, but this is a shade for uh, three and a whites, so one, two. You pay a white and it gets plus one, plus one till in a turn but it suspends for a single white and it gets three time counters the white is aggressive in this format and it can do some work so shade is a nice thing to see there in a sealed pool it's a little bit more tricky to get a really streamlined aggro deck uh, and it can be a mono white with a card like shade and ivory giant but you know it's still something that can be pretty nice ancient grudge oh man the legacy darling to red instant destroy an artifact and then it flashbacks for a green yeah sweet now we can talk about green being a multicolor deck. We open a Gem Hide Sliver, so it's a 1-1 one, one for 1 to green. Slivers have the Birds of Paradise ability. Tap to add 1 mana of any color. There isn't a lot of splashing, as I mentioned before, but with a card like Gem Hide Sliver, it can get some really good color fixing done. And then alongside the spinneret sliver that we opened up earlier, hey, not too bad. Amaru Seekers, the Kithkin Rebel. It is a pre-Lorwin Kithkin. So for two and a white, it's a two, two, uh, but it's rebel, which is probably the most important part of it because there's a lot of rebel effects in this set. Uh, take, for example, the two, one for one white. You pay for you search your library for a rebel that costs three or less, you put it on the battlefield. And this is a really cool rebel because it has pseudo evasion. It can't be blocked except by artifact and or white creatures. It's like white fear. Or, what, or intimidate, as it were, uh, pre-intimidate, intimidate. In fact, ooh, our first uncommon here is a nice one, Whip Spine Drake. It's a three-three flyer for three blue-blue, and blue. has morph, so you can pay three. To- hit it face down as a 2-2, and then you can unmorph it by paying two and a white. Really nice flying card here. So, yeah, happy to have that. Lost Auromancers, this is a very linear card, so it's a 3-3 for two white-white, vanishing three. So it gets three time counters. We haven't really talked about vanishing too much right now. Uh, We kind of mentioned it before with the reality uh, enchantment that we mentioned with the Talarian Sentinel, but this is a mechanic that when that card enters the battlefield, it gets time counters. At the beginning of your upkeep, you remove a time counter. When the last time counter is removed you sacrifice the card. Now Lost Oromancer says if it had no time counters on it you may search your library for an enchantment card and put it onto the battlefield then shuffle your library. So with Tolarian Sentinel and that enchantment from before alongside a Lost Oromancer that's kind of a deck unto itself. So you know maybe we can make it work but it is a very narrow card this Lost Ormancers. Arcblade is here next. Wow what a really cool removal spell. So This is three red red. It deals two damage to any target, so five mana for two damage at sorcery speed, not great. But you then exile Arcblade with three time counters on it, and it suspends for three and two and a red. So you can pay two and a red, and then after three turns, it comes off, deals two damage, and then it re-exiles, and it keeps going back and back and back to deal more two damage. So, you know, over time, it really adds up to a lot of damage, and then additionally, you can like get it going cheaply Or worst case, you deal two damage for five mana and still at the end, it begins to suspend. Pretty cool. There is a Storm deck in this format with Grape Shot and Empty the Warrens. This is one of those pieces. The Suspend mechanic does really good work at making the Storm decks happen. Storm isn't necessarily a reliable thing you can do here in Time Spiral Remastered, but it is something that can come together with the right combination of cards. And Arcblade is a really cool part of that. Our rare is Walk the Aeons. Well, this is definitely an extra turn spell for Blue Blue. You take a turn after this one, so like six mana for a time walk, pretty cool. But then it has buyback of sacrificing three islands. So if you sack three islands, uh, you can return Walk the Aeons to your hand after it resolves, and then you get to take another turn. So in a very long sense, we could potentially get multiple turns in a row with the Walk the Aeons, so not bad. Our time shifted card is Hedron Archive. I really love this card four colorless, you tap to add two colorless, and then you pay two and sacrifice the Heatron Archive to draw two cards. This is a really cool card. It can maybe do some good work, especially maybe say like this, walk the Aeons, Arcblade, something going on. Maybe we can do blue red, something or other. Notice I say something or other because that's kind of what a lot of decks in Times File Remastered feels like. It's kind of like, well, let's see what kind of comes together with all of this stuff and try to build something wacky and delay for suspend stuff. I don't even know what I'm saying right now, but. This is just kind of the magic of Time Spot Remastered. You're not just like building classic red decks, you know, removal, bombs, creatures. You're drafting something kind of weird and zany and like walk the Aeons, Arcblade, maybe a storm card or two, we can get something going on. Speaking of storm cards, our first one out of pack two is Empty the Warrens. Three in a red. You make two red goblin Creature tokens, but it has Storm. Storm is a infamous mechanic, as it were. So when you cast a spell, you copy it for each spell cast before this turn. An opponent's counterspell does not remove all the Storm triggers that go on the stack. So when you cast Empty the Warrants for each other spell cast this turn, you get that many additional copies of Empty the Warrants. And that means you get that many additional two 1-1 Red goblin Creature tokens. So if you can, say, cast four spells in a turn off of these different suspend cards and make six or eight goblins, this card does its work. Again, another kind of take that I got from the boys at Limited Resources. Check out their podcast. Please do. Primal Plaza. This is a pretty eh card. So it's classic. It's Primal Clay from the original alpha set, uh, but it's in a blue card. So three in a blue, elemental shapeshifter. You either get a 3-3, three, three, a 2-2 two, two with flying, or a 1-6 defender. All of them are not really great cards, but... It is what it is, homing sliver. Well, our slivers are starting to come together here. So it's a 2-2 two, two for a red. Each sliver card uh, in their hands have sliver cycling of three. So you can discard a sliver from your hand with a sliver cycling ability, uh, pay three, and then you get to search your library for a sliver. <laughs> Why not? It's kind of a, a really interesting kind of sliver thing. I mean, if we're going to play slivers, maybe we play as many slivers as we can because they have escalating abilities when they all come together. Another sliver, reflex silver, three and a green for two, two sliver creatures have haste. All right. Well, that's something. Sangrophage. Now, this is a classic black, red, just aggro card. Black, black, three, three. At the beginning of your upkeep, you tap Sangophage unless you pay two life. So you get a three, three for two. It's an aggressive card uh, that stays tapped unless you pay life. So if you can get out ahead of your opponents and get aggressive, this card can be part of it. Massive Ghouls, vanilla, five, three for three black, black. Pretty easy to explain there. And thank goodness, because this set is complicated enough. Nice to have a vanilla every once in a while. Watcher Sliver. This is the two, two for three and a white. All slivers get plus, o plus two. We're starting to get some nice sliver stuff here. Oh man talk about a darling of a card, Sporloff Ancient. There is a sapling theme uh, centered in white-green in this set. This is a 4-4 for three green-green. At the beginning of your upkeep, you put a spore counter on Sporloff, and then all of your creatures get to remove two spore counters from that creature, and then you make a 1-1 green sapling creature token. The joke of this card is that all of the spore counter sapling producers do it after three, but the ancient accelerates it a turn. So, this thing actually produces more saplings for you uh, with less sport counters needed to make them. Really cool card. Love it. Kind of can work by itself. Momentary Blink. Wow. Oh, my heart just feels so good. Classic instant here. One in a white, you exile creature control, then return to the battlefield right away, and it flashbacks for three in a blue. This card has my heart. Really nice when you combine it with something like uh, ETB effects and other things that kind of surround it i believe like the lost ormancers oh no lost arm is a die trigger but there are other things that just have like when this creature or this uh permanent leaves the battlefield or enters the battlefield to get some good value off a of momentary black like, really nice keen sense the curiosity of the format one green chant creature when uh the creature deals damage to an opponent you draw a card you know it does what it does lightning axe oh man upshifted to uncommon here for time spell remastered but so good one red instant deals five damage to target creature and then has additional cost to cast a spell you either discard a card or pay five so it's either six costing for five damage to a creature or you pay one and discard a card think about that with say madness cards like the gorgon recluse that we opened earlier and you get five damage plus a madness trigger this card is awesome i really love lightning axe hey another solid blue card here in spellburst uh, X and blue counter target spell with converted amount of cost X and then buyback of three. You know, we'll probably end up playing this if we're in blue. Just a nice little uh, buyback value here. Uh, then we also have here an angel of salvation for our rare lovely card, a 5-5. Five five flying convoke flash creature its base cost is six white white and when it etbs you prevent the next five damage that will be dealt to any number of targets divided as you choose so it's kind of like the angel version of Gregon hell kites uh yeah really good white creature there can't really complain our time shifted card is remand oh my gosh what a lovely card and that's just a brilliant card to work with say empty the warrens so this is counter target spell if the spell is countered this way put it into its owner's hand instead of into that player's graveyard you draw a card it's an instant for one and a blue so you combine this with a storm card like empty the warrens you cast it then return the empty the warrens to your hand and you get to keep attempting more storm stuff and on top of it it just gets a draw card remand classic Vintage cube card, classic storm card. Maybe we can make something storm work. And we have a foil in the pack, a Prodigal Pyromancer. Nothing shabby at all about Prodigal Pyromancer. 1-1 one, one for 2 and a red. You tap it, it deals 1 damage to any target. Wow. You know, maybe we can make this blue-red dream work. Maybe we, we can do something cool. I'm excited. Maybe we can do some kind of blue-red storm deck. Let's let's cross our fingers and see if we can make that happen. Well, we start with another uh blue card here in Spike Tail Drakeling. It's a 2-2 for one blue blue flying drake. You can sack it to counter-target spell unless this controller pays two. This card just enters the battlefield and can kind of warp what your opponent does. Wow. That's a nice follow-up. Let's see if we can kind of hot earmark a blue-red kind of something deck. Well, how about we follow that up with another Empty the Warrens? All right, so we got two different Storm cards. Now let's see if we can make some of the Suspend stuff work for us. Maybe, maybe, we'll see. Dreamstalker, 1-5 for one blue. When an ETBs, you return a permanent to control to its owner's hand. That Telerian Sentinel, alongside that Vanishing Aura that we talked about before, can do some work. Maybe we can make it happen. Uh, another Gorgon Recluse, another Nantuko Shaman. Gravescrabbler here, a lovely Madness payoff, too, for three and a black it's a two two it does nothing just for its base cost but it has madness of one to black so if you discard a card and you discard this card you can pay one to black to cast it instead and when it enters the battlefield if its madness cost was paid you may return target creature from a graveyard to its owner's hand it's grave digger for two if you can madness it but this is a really it's high high variance because you need to really madness this card to make it worth it so that's pretty much the only time I'd ever really want to play it. Sidewinder Sliver, nice little flanking sliver there. One white for a 1-1. Slivers have flanking. Pretty good. Giant Dust Wasp, a Suspend Darling. So it's a 3-3 flyer for three green-green, but it suspends for one to green. Yeah, do not sleep on any of the Suspend big flying creatures. Sunlance, white removal. One white sorcery deals three damage to target non-white creature. Solid card, Joyra Timebug. Artifact creature for a 1-2 for... Us. You can alter time counters on a permanent or suspended card. So you can remove or put another time counter on either a permanent on the battlefield or a suspended card. Kind of cool. Whoa, talk about a heavy hitter. We have Enslave next. This is the enchantment aura. For black, black, you control enchanted creature. It's a mind control in black. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, the owner of the card takes a damage. So not only do you take your opponent's creature, but you put them on a clock. That's just a rude yet really lovely card. Shivan's Sand Mage is next out for us here. This is a 3-2 two for two red red with suspend for a single red, suspend four. When it enters the battlefield, you choose one. You either remove two time counters from a suspended permanent or card, or you put two time counters on a... Suspended card or permanence. So, this card can be really interesting with one of our storm effects here because you can get an additional spell off of suspend earlier, or you can delay an opponent's spell like. Yeah, why not? Next up is a land. This is Calciform Pools. There's a series of lands in this format in allied colors. They're storage lands. Uh, You can either tap it to add a colorless or you can pay one and tap it to put a storage counter on the pools and then you can pay one and remove X storage counters from the Calciform Pools to add X mana in any combination of white or blue. So this really starts to build up mana and can let you storm off in subsequent turns. Plus it can kind of help us maybe out with a white splash if we want to maybe try to reach into some other suspend cards. Like I said, I'm right now I'm trying to figure out if we can make some kind of blue red storm and a card like this does some good work with it. And our rare is Extirpate. Man, classic modern hate here. One black split second instant, you exile a card uh, in a graveyard then you search that owner's graveyard hand library for all cards that share a name exile them and then shuffle their library not really a limited card it's a nice little something to put in the trade binder but not quite for us whoa speaking of trade binder cards chalice of the void is in our pack here as the bonus sheet wow this is really bringing a smile to my face this is a a modern classic xx artifact it enters with x charge counters on it and then whenever a player casts a spell with a number of charge counters on chalice of the void you counter the spell you know i don't think it's really going to end up in any deck that we're going to play here but you know what Happy to have it in my collection. Extirpate and Chalice. Wow. Nice little pack to open there for value. Uh, in pack four, we're really starting to get these packs going here. Sacramite Mirror. Uh, this is for two and a blue. It's a 2-1 artifact mirror. And then you can sacrifice it for two Colas and draw a card. Or you can pay two and give a flying until end of turn. Just a solid... Role player here. Not too bad. Uh, Skirk Shaman. <laughs> a Goblin Shaman for one red, red, two, two. Can't be blocked except by artifact and or red creatures. Red Fear. It's Intimidate on a on a Goblin Shaman. I'm saying Fear for all these cards on Lucky Landrats because I played back when Fear was a thing. Fear was the old evasion mechanic uh, where the creature can't be blocked except by black or artifact creatures. So they changed it to Intimidate. Now it's Menace in most limited formats is the equivalent, but it's good to see the classic uh color shifted fear before they figured out what intimidate was man this set really is bringing a smile to my face slipstream serpent is next out it's a six six for seven and a blue it can't attack unless defending player controls an island when i control no islands i have to sacrifice it but it does have morph which is, you know, pay 3, put a face down, it's 2-2, two, two, and it morphs for 5 and a blue. So you can flip a face up as a defensive creature for 6 mana. It's a 6-6 six, six blocker. That's not nothing. And if our opponent happens to have islands, hey, it can actually be a pretty cool attacker. This is a really cool piece now next out to the Thalid deck. So it's Thalid Shell Dweller, 1 and a green for a zero five 5 defender. You put a Spore Counter on Thalid Shell Dweller, and then you remove 3 Spore counters to make a 1-1 one, one green sampling creature token. Alongside that and the Sporloth Ancient, Nice little uh, sapling thing going here. Uh, and it follows up with another one of my darling cards. Oh, I love this card so much, Utabi Drake. It's a two one flying haste for one green and has echo of one green green. What that means is at your next upkeep, uh, you have to pay that cost. Otherwise you have to sacrifice the card. I just really liked being really aggressive in the old time spiral block, as people are trying to do a lot of suspend stuff. A card like this can just like, on turn three, you play this alongside another two drop, get aggressive and try to out-temple your opponent. Utabi Drake plays a part of that. And if we're continuing onward with our red stuff, Dead Gone, the split card, it's an instant deal two damage to target creature, and then uh, you have the gone side, which is return target creature you don't control to its owner's hand. One red for two damage to target creature is awesome. And that, with our two Empty the Warrens, can do some work. Amru Scout, this is one of the key pieces to the Scout deck, the Rebel deck. So this is what I talked about before alongside the Amru Seekers. So for one to white, it's a 2-1. Pay for and tap it. Search your library for a Rebel permanent card with a converted mana cost 3 or less and put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Ooh, that card does some work. Speaking of a card that does some work, how about Looter Ilkor? I love Looter Ilkor. This card is just... Everything I wanted more. 1 to blue. It's a 1-1 shadow creature. When it deals damage to an opponent, draw a card, then discard a card. It's a looter that deals damage. This can work well with maybe some mana things we can find, possibly, but I'm just happy to have that. It can help us set up a really cool storm turn. Another Icklor Slick, really nice. Another Whipspine Drake. So I can at least play these two Whipspine Drakes that we opened alongside the Calciform Pools if we're trying to do a blue-red storm thing right now. And... Take advantage of some good, good stuff, Mama. Outrider and Core. This is a Core Rebel Knight for two and a white, two, two. It has flanking. Flanking is the combat mechanic of this format here. We mentioned it with the suburb before, but let me just express what flanking is here, my unlucky lounge rats. Uh, whenever a whenever creature without flanking blocks this creature, the blocking creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. So flanking just really makes you dominate combat steps. When you block a creature with flanking you really have to check your math because you might just end up with a bad block and just lose value out on it also this outrider and core has an additional ability of zero the next one damage that would be dealt to outrider and core this turn is dealt to target creature you control instead this card really dominates the combat step maybe we can do some kind of white blue combat thing instead of a storm deck but i'm going to try and see if we can make a storm deck work here clockwork hydra is our next uncommon out Gosh, the old Clockwork Cycle showing off here in Time Spiral Remastered. For five Coalice, it's a artifact creature Hydra with a zero, 0 as its power. When it enters the battlefield, it gets four pulse 1, pulse 1 counters. When it attacks or blocks, you remove a counter from it, and then it deals one damage to any target. And you can tap it to add a pulse 1, pulse 1 counter to Clockwork Hydra. This card just does so much nice work. It either sit backs and blocks and deals one damage out to things. It's just really, really consistent. Our rare... Oh, buddy. This is not the greatest card in the world. This is a tribute. Ancestral Vision. Wow. We opened up a pool with Chalice of the Void and Ancestral Vision. Feels great, man. This is the draw three cards. Suspend for a single blue. Suspend four. Wow. That's nice i got nothing else to say that's nice uh our time shifted card is sorcerer spyglass this is the pithing needle that lets you look at an opponent's hand probably don't want to play it and we have a foil here in hench fiend of Ukor for three to red it's a haste three two you can pay hybrid black or red it gets plus one plus o oh until end of turn and has echo of one to black nice aggressive card doubt we're gonna play it so my unlucky lounge rats uh watching and listening sorry this is taking a little bit long but these cards are not only just super complicated Uh, and have a lot of text on it, I'm also just really enjoying it. So I hope you all are enjoying this too as we're dipping back into the history of one of the coolest times in magic. Uh, In our next pack here, we've started off with Erratic Mutation. Nice little blue removal card here. Two and a blue. Choose target creature. You reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card. That creature gets plus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the CMC of the revealed card. Everything else goes on the bottom. Instant, nice bit of removal. Really, really good. Whoa. Speaking of nice removal, how about grape Shot? Another piece to the Storm deck we're trying to put together here. One to Red Sorcery deals one damage to any target and then Storm. So if we set up a turn with, say, these different suspend cards and, uh, you know, flashback cards like the next one out, like our Think Twice here, <laughs> man, this deck is just kind of building itself. I like, am so excited to put this together. So grape shot deals one damage to any target, Storms, one to red, alongside, say, Think Twice for one to blue. You draw a card, flashback for two to blue. Man, I'm just so excited. And we also have this Hedron Archive. Oh, man. Friends, I'm sorry, I'm gushing now. This is just a lot of fun. This is just, mm chef's kiss one next out is cutthroat ill doll a nice black aggressive card here it's a four one for three and a black as long as you have no cards in hand it has shadow so hellbent four one shadow card not bad another Antuco shaman another Sidewinder under sliver another giant dust wasp and another Sunlast. you know we're getting some solid green white stuff too maybe there's a deck in this like uh, white, white green build, but no lies, we're gonna definitely try to do blue-red spells once we get to the deck construction portion of this episode. Another Jordan Time bug Ooh, this is a nice piece here. Dreamscape Artisan. It's a 1-1 for one to blue. You pay two to blue, discard a card, sack a land, search your library for up to two basic land cards, and then put them on the battlefield. It harrows on a spell shaper for blue. Wow. Alright, sweet. I mean, if we need to take some time, get some more mana set up for our big storm turn, a car like this does some good work. Starting with our uncommons, Harmonize. Whoa, talk about an insanely good uncommon. Two green, green sorcery draw three cards. Simple, elegant, and definitely not in the green color pie, but this was part of the planar chaos time where they were color shifting some cards. So they put some cards that typically would go in another color, like say Harmonize, which was originally a blue card, uh, it'd be two blue, blue dropping cards. This is a, an older card from an older set that I couldn't exactly tell you. But Harmonize made its way into green and has caused a lot of problems for say Morrow in just trying to explain that hey, we've done this effect before, but we're not gonna do it again because it was Planar Chaos and it was a weird time. But yeah, nice little card there. Next out is Muck Drub. This is another Madness Cutie here. Uh, three, three, four, three, black, black with flash when it enters the battlefield. You can change the target of a single spell that targets only a single creature to Muckdrub, but it also has madness for two and a black. So if you find an instant way of discarding it with say the dreamscape artist, you can change some kind of crazy spell onto the Muckdrub. Works nice for like pump spells or, you know, aura things. Pretty cool. Uh, another spellburst uh, in our last uncommon slot here, the counter target spell with a CMC of X and then buy back to three. Our rare is Gemstone Caverns. Whoa, getting some real mythics here. So Gemstone Caverns is a weird legendary land. If it's in your opening hand and you're not the starting player, you may begin the game with Gemstone Caverns on the battlefield with a luck counter and then you exile a card from your hand. You tap it then to add a colorless and if it has a luck counter on it, you get any color. Instead of colorless. You know, maybe since we're doing something kind of weird and off the wall with Storm, we might make some room for it. And our time-shifted card is Palace Jailer. Just the weirdest kind of fiend artisan uh in the magic. So it's two white, white, and ETBs, you become the monarch, and then Palace Jailer exiles hard creature and opponent's control until they become the monarch monarch being the classic commander mechanic that the monarch at the beginning of the end step draws a card and then if you deal damage to the monarch you become the monarch so in order for your opponent to become the monarch they have to deal damage to you but then you're also removing their best creature with palace jailer wow 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 let's continue this stuff here in our next pack with a two-headed sliver this is the one one for one to red sliver slivers have menace nice and classic Oh man, next up is a snapback. Can we make storm work? So this is one to blue. Return target creature, its owner's hand, but you may exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. So it's going to add to your storm count. Wow, and it's a nice defensive card. Beauty, what a beauty right there. Battering Sliver is next. 4-4 four, four for 5 and a red. Slivers have trample. Nice and classic. Another Gorgon Re- Recluse. Next up is a Evolution Charm. For one to green, you choose one. You search your library for a basic land card reveal upon your hand, or you get to return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, or target creature gains flying until end of turn. Classic charm, nice and consistent. Uh, Castle Raptors is next up after that. 3 3 flyer for 4 and a white as long as it is untapped. It gets plus or plus 2. 3 5 untapped flyer, why not? Seal of Primordium. This is the one green sacket to disenchant, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Yeah. Not too bad. Bound in Silence, a lovely card to go along, say, that Amaru Scott that we had before. So this is the tribal enchantment. This is tribal before tribal became a thing and Lorwyn in the next block after the original Time Spiral sets. Uh, So it's two and a white, tribal enchantment, Rebel Aura, enchant Creature. Enchant Creature can't attack or block. So you combine that with the two one that you can search for a card with the CMC 3LS that's a Rebel. It's removal on a stick. Nice. Prismatic Lens two colorless for an artifact you tap it to add a colorless or you pay one and tap it to add a mana of any color yeah good fixing good acceleration again maybe might work with the storm plan we're trying to go through another nice bit of removal and dead gone red bounce or two damage to your creature really really cool Ooh, outrider in core another one of those we might have a white aggressive deck who knows sliversmith is here this is the artifact creature spell shaper you uh pay for two you get a one one pay one and discard a card make a one one close sliver artifact creature token named metallic sliver so you just make more slivers really cool another piece of the aggressive white deck we'll have to explore it and see but it's gonna be hard to put me off of this red blue storm deck so this is rift mark knight. one white white for two two protection from black and flanking it has to spend three, though, for the same cost. When the last time counter is removed from Rift Mark Knight while it's exiled, you make a 2-2 Black Knight creature token with flanking, protection from white, and haste. So you either get kind of like a White Knight variant, or you get a White Knight and a Black Knight variant. Whew! This does some work here. Our rare is a good defensive one in Stuffy Doll. For five colorless, you get an indestructible construct that when it enters the battlefield, you choose a player. When... The stuffy doll, the indestructible zero one, is dealt damage. That much is dealt to the chosen player. And then you can tap it to deal one damage to itself. So this is kind of like a anything you do to me, stuffy doll is gonna block and deal right back to you. Holds down the ground nicely. And our time-shifted card is Alesha who smiles at death. A darling, darling card from Cons of Tarkir. Tuna Red, 3-2, legendary creature, human warrior, first strike. When it attacks, you can pay uh, either hybrid, uh, white, white, black black or combination. If you do return turn creature with a power 2 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, tapped and attacking. Well, friends, that was our Time Spiraled Remastered opening. Let's take a second, collect our thoughts. I had so many words. Sorry if some of that was a bit unintelligible, but I'm just so excited to see these cards again. And I'm excited to put together a deck. Stick around, take a break. We'll be back as we break down the deck that we make out of this time-spiraled, remastered, sealed pool. Welcome back, my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you've refreshed, refueled, and good to have you returning as we are over the hill up on cloud nine as we put together blue-red spells slash storm here in Time Spiral Remastered. Let's talk about what this deck is trying to do and its game plan and some of the ways in which I can play on a different axis than my opponents. So obviously the key part of this deck is the truth that we are playing two Empty of the Warrens and a Grape Shot. And on top of that, our remand can count as an additional copy of our storm spells. Because when you cast that storm spell, you can remand it back to your hand and draw a card. So you get all the different token copies or spell copies of the storm spell, and you get to retain the original to do in a subsequent turn. And we've got a lot of really great ways of us enabling multiple things for our storm turn. So we've got some suspend cards like Arc Blade, Shiv and Sand Mage, which can do some nice work by setting up a nice subsequent or cascading turn by removing time counters from suspended cards. And of course, we can't not talk about the Ancestral Vision that we opened up to. Really, really cool. We can also use our other rare that we opened up, Walk the Aeons, to help us get to that turn that we need to really take advantage of that storming off. We also have some good defensive stuff, including the Prodigal Pyromancer, Sting Scorger, three different removal spells costing one two dead gons and a lightning axe amazing and of course our stuffy doll open what a good defensive card it's an indestructible blocker deals some extra damage and is going to i think play a nice role in not bending over to some of the more aggressive decks in the format same with the snapback even if we have to play it defensively that's pretty cool and we also have a think twice as well to help us refuel our hands also i'm pretty excited to play this clockwork hydra uh, as a random pinger alongside as well the prodigal pyromancer let's not forget about uh the classic one damage to any target for two and a red yeah absolutely so when it came to the final cards that we're going to play in our pool we kind of had to uh, well go through some hard decisions we did cut the two Whip spine drakes even though we are going to be playing the gemstone caverns calciform pools and can splash off the prismatic lens these cards are just 3-3 flyers. It's not part of the game plan that we're trying to accomplish, which is the Empty the Warrens and Grape Shot. We also decided to cut the nice defensive Dream Stalker. This card I can be convinced to put back in. It works nicely with the Sting Scourger and a Clockwork Hydra when it's kind of run out of stuff to do, but I just think that it's not quite there with E2B effects that we're trying to accomplish. Also. We did cut the iraq mutation. It feels like one of the weaker bits of removal, and the fact that we have a lot of things at one, this card can miss quite easily. And we did cut our Alesha, who smiles at death. She is a 3 2 first striker. Dugum Iran can hold down the ground nicely, and we could potentially get that double white off the calciform pools or the prismatic lens, but we're also just not really excitingly returning that many things. I mean, I really want to return a Clockwork Hydra off of an Alesha, but I don't think that's really a dream that I want to live here. So our deck is here. I'm excited to play it up. In fact, you know what? Since this is a Storm deck, I think that we could fish this deck out. Let's go ahead and try a test hand with this blue-red Storm deck from Time Spiral Remastered and see how it performs. I am about to make a statement that is not controversial whatsoever. It feels really good to shuffle a 40 card sleeved deck. <laughs> I actually pulled out the old draft sleeves for this little Time Spiral Discord Spell Table Remastered Weekend play. <sighs> can to get the dust off it. For those watching on youtube you can see that actually we have ourselves 38 cards that we're shuffling up right now controversy no it's actually i just wanted to pull out two cards i decided to swap after our little deck tech explanation because i figured i wanted a little more uh on the battlefield and a little bit more in game power so we actually ended up playing our two whip spine drakes we do have two different ways to produce white one in our Prismatic lens, uh, another one in our cast form pools, and potentially the gemstone caverns that we decided to play in some kind of crazy world that we can actually get it in the opening hands and play it against our opponents to uh, be able to play first. And we cut from it first a spell burst. You know, it's a fine counter spell, totally good. I just uh, want a little more power on the battlefield, a little more endgame game possibility. And we actually did cut one of our storm pieces, one of our empty the borings, Because we are leading into a singular big storm turn alongside a few of our suspend cards, I did not want to overtax the deck with very situational cards. And I'd rather have more of a consistent turn three, turn five play. And, you know, if we get to, say, walk the Aeons and take an additional attack step, Uh, in a row and get through with some flying attackers. I will not complain about that at all. (laughs) So let's go ahead and do a little gold fishing here and see how this stack of 40, this blue red storm deck will perform and will perform after a few little cuts here and there. So let's go ahead and flip a coin, see if I'm going to play or draw first. Heads is going to be a play. Tails is going to be a draw. Of course, I chose a dime, which makes things harder and off of hitting the top of my ceiling we get a tail so we're actually going to be on the defensive draw i don't mind actually having an additional card here to help me storm off with so let's see what an opening of seven here looks like oh so the scenario we talked about before with the gemstone caverns comes into play since we are not the starting player i can begin the game with gemstone caverns on the battlefield with a luck counter and exile a card from my hand and in our hand. We have Think Twice, Hedron Archive, and Spike Tail Drakeland. So we have two pieces of card advantage, plus a little bit of mana acceleration. Kinda like what's going on here. So we're gonna begin the game with that gemstone cavern on the battlefield and a luck counter on it. So we actually are kind of cool here. This is this is really nifty. This is really quite nifty. So well, they're going to play their turn we're going to go to ours we draw for turn we draw a snap back nice little controly piece there we'll pass the turn as they're going to their turn two, we get to think twice draw a card let's see what we draw here we have to draw a dead gone another good bit of control magic uh go to our next turn draw hey one of our whip spine drakes in. really nice with that gemstone cavern let's say that left counter is definitely a lucky development i'm going to start off though on spike killed drakeling i want to be able to control the board and avoid some big, powerful bomb-like creatures. And hey, on our turn two, we have a 2-2 Flyer. Not too shabby. We'll go to our turn three here, and we draw Prodigal Pyramidster. So, hmm. That's interesting, because I was going to say that what I want to do is definitely flashback, or I think twice if we don't draw our fourth land, to go into our Hedron Archive. But, actually, can't complain too much about another control piece, so I think I'll swing I'll assume I'm gonna probably sacrifice the Spiked Tail Drakeling on our opponent's turn and cast Prodigal Pyromancer. So we'll get rid of a Troublesome Spell and now have a nice little defensive piece. Still looking to hopefully draw a land here. And no, we draw a Remand. So things are getting a little bit sticky, but we still have Snapback that can exile the Remand if need be, but I do wanna think twice. Hopefully let's draw that fourth Mana Source here. Whew! and we do. All right, so we get an Island. So we're going to play that definitely for turn and we still have some nice control we can use the dead alongside prodigal pyromancer to deal with something rather icky let's go to our turn five and see what things look like we draw a lightning axe. okay so again could have really used another little bit of land there but we do have a lot of control on the board we've drawn some extra cards we've accelerated the gemstone caverns i think we're going to let our opponent have a turn here but we do have both lightning axe and dead gone take care of potential threats down the line, and we can still potentially snap back uh, if our opponents can do something really icky with a creature or something or other. We'll go to our next turn, having Pyromancer Pyramaster do some extra damage. Now we've got six mana going into seven by drawing an island here. So we can pretty efficiently now start to control the battlefield here alongside remand, snapback, lightning axe. We can just pass outright and just take care of some creatures. And from here, you know, we actually get to play a little bit of the Control Flying Damage package. Ooh, draw a Shivan Sand Mage there. That's pretty nice. So we can actually run out a Whipspine Drake and a Shivan Sand Mage suspended alongside dealing three damage with Dead Gone, still having Snap Back and Remand in hand. Now we can start getting in the air, controlling our opponent's plays, having a lot of mana, and eventually we can keep drawing some cards off the Hedron Archive as we draw another land, happily Sacrifice. We draw an archive to draw two cards, getting an island and a mountain so we have enough here to continue onward and i'm actually quite happy we ended up playing the whip spine drake as a way to get some more damage out there and still having a handful of good control pieces to continue onward and hey if we ever draw another one of our spend cards say our ancestral vision that shivan sand mage is going to get us some more card advantage and keep this game rolling i'm excited with how the deck looks i'm excited to play it And I hope that whatever you're doing for Time Spiral Remastered, be it opening six packs and playing this weekend, or maybe even just opening a pack or two, you find some joy in the nostalgia of this really, really amazing, complicated and unique set. Well, friends, we did it. Blue Red Storm Spells in (laughs) Time Spiral Remastered. It's got some really cool pieces, classic bops like Empty the Warrens, Great Shot, We've got Ancestral Visions. We've got Gemstone Caverns. We've got Whiptail Drakes. We've got Remands to bring back the spells off of Storm. I'm excited to give it a try. Now, maybe the deck isn't quite there. Maybe I'm wrong to cut the second Empty the Warrens in favor of some 3-3 Flying Drakes. Maybe I should be investigating a red-white aggressive deck instead. Well, you should let me know what you think about the build. So find me on socials, on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, All of that, find me on Draft and Draft Corey. You can also find my personal Instagram under Corey Damone Enriquez. And if this show is giving you some joy, directly into the URL, put down patreon.com backslash Draft and Draft. A dollar per episode, set limits, whatever it might be. Every little bit helps us here in the Unlucky Lounge. And thank you to my patrons and thank you to all of my listeners. Subscribe, like, share all of those keywords. I couldn't do this show without all of you. Well, friends, it looks like I found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of another episode. My name is Corey, normally joined alongside my bear tender Borak, but not this time because he's a little bit tired, let's say. (laughs) Oh, Geist of St. Traps Day, you get me every year. But this has been Draft and Draft, Friday Night Podcast Edition. Now go out there and make some magical temporal memories of your own.